1: Good afternoon and welcome To Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard As Premiership restrictions lift And everyone returns to action Rangers are looking to get back To winning ways When they host Comarmock Before Celtic head to Tannadice later There's a Lanarkshire derby In Motherwell And St Mirren also host Ross County I'm Gordon Duncan
2: Joining me in the studio Gordon DL Mark Wilson And Hugh Evans. Rangers have to prove That Livingston last Sunday Was just a blip And I'm hearing That Stephen Gerrard Has rung the changes Celtic have to stand Trial by television At Tannendice Two goals have been scored In the last four live games Is that a coincidence Or a concern And here's one for St Mirren To think about Ross County won just Two away games In the whole of last season They could equal that record In Paisley today If they win But they won't So it's okay
3: Yeah looking forward to This afternoon Gordon You know some good games To look forward to Rangers and Celtic Playing in one day uh, we've got Lanarkshire Derby Which should be a cracker And St Mirren A good chance to extend Their start to Good start to the season
4: Good day football ahead Gordon um, Obviously uh, We'll be Focusing on Rangers Camarnock By the big one Motherwell Against Hamilton At first part And third against fifth Would you believe that Ross County against St Mirren So Plenty of goals
1: Yeah, three big games at 3 o'clock One more to follow at 5.30 Then a couple tomorrow It's all happening What a weekend of Scottish Premiership action We've got lined up for you Let's start at Ibrox A 3 o'clock kick-off between Rangers and Kilmarnock Alison conroy has got the teams And some interesting team news to listen out for
5: Yeah yeah, absolutely there is, Gordon. Ryan Kent's been taking all the headlines this week, but there is no place in the starting 11 this afternoon for Alfredo Morelos. He doesn't start and he isn't on the bench. Alan McGregor is, of course, fit again, but he has to start on the bench with John McLaughlin keeping his place in goal. Both Kemar Roof and Cedric Itton start for Rangers this afternoon as well. For Kilmarnock, no Ross Millen in the team after his red card last weekend. And Eamon Brophy is the man who will start up front for them today. So the teams will be, first of all, for Rangers, it will be John McLaughlin in goal, a back four of James Tavernier, uh, Conor Goldson, Philip hollander and Borna Barisic. Then it'll be Stephen Davis and Brandon Barker sitting with the three of Kemar Roof, Ryan Jack and Ryan Kent with Cedric Itten up top. On the bench for Rangers today will be Bassey, Edmondson, McGregor, Hadji, Murphy, Patterson, Kamara, Stewart and Arfield. For Kilmarnock, Danny Rogers is in goal. It will be a back four of Aaron McGowan, Kirk Broadfoot, Stuart Finlay and Callum Waters. A midfield four of Chris Burke, Alan Power, Gary Dicker and Brandon Hunstrup with Aaron Tishbola just behind the lone striker of Eamon Brophy. On the bench for Kilmarnock this afternoon will be Doyle, Rossi, Dicamona, Pinnock, Brandley, Kilty, Whitehall, Cameron and Cabamba So the big news is From Ibrox No Alfredo Morelos In the starting 11 Alan McGregor back fit But he starts on the bench
2: Well that'll start a frenzy of speculation of course While well, the transfer window is on I can only imagine that Steven Gerrard will come in At the end of the game and say He's injured However If he's not injured Why isn't he even on the bench? And as I say Wheel Having admitted that they have made a bit of £16 million pounds For Alfredo Morelos the speculation will be frenzied until we get Stephen Gerrard behind a microphone and Alison Conroy asks him
4: Alfredo your thoughts? Yeah I think that's definitely a reason why he's been left out to today's team it could be just the fact that he's picked up a knock we don't know that until uh, you know the Rangers manager obviously at the end of the game discusses that but uh, interesting lineup, different shape uh, looks like a four-four-two. The two new strikers in from the start Gordon All eyes will be focused on them To see if they can get up and running With a few goals And obviously Hadji Whose form hasn't been great Is on the bench
3: I think for all Morelos has done for Rangers And he's done exceptional He's his goal scoring return I think Rangers fans hearing That team will be excited At the prospect of switching on And seeing two new strikers A new partnership And two out and out wingers Who bring pace Uh, And creativity To the team And your two sitting players Can actually get forward as well Davis and Jack I think that's an exciting lineup for Rangers fans Going forward It's a change to Steven Gerrard's Preferred system But I think a lot of
2: Rangers fans have been Crying out for that Was that the intention All along? Bringing Cedric Eaton And Kemar Roof And sell Alfredo Morelos
4: Yeah I think it was I think that was Definitely on the cards Because if you look At Rangers you get Defoe as well To come back from injury But I don't think, as much as Mart was saying it's exciting, I still think if Morelli stays, he's got a big part to play. You're still talking about a very good goal scorer indeed. I don't know. It might just be the fact that he's he's picked up a knock, but I like the look of this team because I think Stephen Gerrard's done his homework. He knows command will come, sit in deep, make it very, very hard for him to break him down. There are bags of width in this team. Two strikers, People in the box He's looking for goals
1: This is one that will bubble away Until the open line At 5 o'clock No doubt But in the meantime Why not tweet us Your reaction to that Rangers team Rangers fans What do you make Of the absence Of Morelos The inclusion of Roof and Eaton Barker in from the start John McLaughlin Keeps his place Give us your thoughts At Clyde SSB Here are the thoughts Of Stephen Gerrard A team we have respect for
6: uh, For sure You know We've had some real Good challenges against them In, in the past We know they're very well drilled In the way they set up Obviously, they were on, well, it probably was a red card, but I think that was the reason why they lost the game against St. Johnson. But that was probably a game they would have won. And then they obviously take points off Celtic. So if you analyse it properly, they've probably had a stronger start than actually the points total suggests. So we know it's going to be a tough game. We we know they'll be organised and a tough challenge to break down. But it's been nice to have a full week to really focus on certain things that we weren't too pleased with at Livingston and and hopefully we can put them things right
1: Kirk Broadfoot lines up for Comarnock today going back to his old haunting grounds Um, but he thinks no crowd will benefit the home
7: side It's always the same when you go to Ebrooks it's going to be a difficult game they're a very good side on their day they could take four or five off anyone Um, yeah we'll go there and we'll try and make it difficult I think everyone knows that Um, whether it works or not hopefully it does for our point of view but if we can frustrate them I think having no crowd there will actually help Rangers to be honest um, the, the fact that we'll try and frustrate them and the fans maybe turning on I know that from experience if you if you're not one up by the next first half an hour it can turn yeah the demanding the, the crowd it's, just, it's the same for both whole fun. That, that, that's where you you need to just have a set of balls to be honest <laughs> and take the ball and keep taking it and make mistakes because as the ones that take the ball the most that make the most mistakes so You've just got to keep taking it And and having that willpower To keep doing it And and pushing on And eventually When I was at Rangers We we eventually broke teams down And and got the three points
1: The headlines are about Alfredo Morelos scoring I don't think there's any doubt about that But throughout the Rangers team There are quite a few Talking points there Brandon Barker Splits opinion I think we can leave it at that At the moment Um,
4: And Alan McGregor Fit and available But John McLaughlin keeps his place in goal? Yeah, that's a big one. Um, I think he deserves to keep his place. He yeah. looks very comfortable there. I think it sends out a message as well, Gordon, to say it doesn't matter who you are. Because McGregor, let's be honest, I think that if we had a vote, we'd all be saying he's the best goalkeeper, number one. But it sends out a message competition for places. The fact he's brought Barker in, Kent, changed his system tells me that he's going to try and play well Lottie with two strikers up top. Get, it, get wide Get the balls into the box To start to create chances Because Comarnock will try And force Rangers in the pitch Where there's a lot of bodies And make it difficult On this system You'll have partnerships Barisic and probably Kent or Barker Down the left hand side Tavernier And one other Whether it's Kent Barker Down the right So I think it's a good Attacking mm, lineup. Good. But Commandant will make it hard No sentiment No
2: favouritism No sentiment in the case of Alan McGregor Even though he has been magnificent For Rangers Uh, As Gordon Dale said It shows that John McLaughlin has made An instant impression on Stephen Gerrard And no favouritism Yanis Hadji cost Rangers Millions of pounds Bench If uh, if, uh, Stephen Gerrard Thinks that that change needs to be made Then the transfer fee is An irrelevance Bench yeah, Mark Wilson, it will be
1: interesting to see though Because although we think of Roof and Eaton as strikers And we assume that they you know, both play up front together e- um, Kamar Roof can definitely play off a side and, and could
3: play off the front So it'll be fascinating
1: yeah. to see how Rangers go about it
3: Yeah, I, I mean, he's got the personnel that he could change systems We're just putting that down, you know Because it, it does look like a 4 for 2 We we were, or we do think that these two were brought to be out-and-out out strikers Goal-getters an almost replacement If Morelos was moving on So I would think Two of them would start up I, I Again I think Rangers fans would be Excited at the prospect Of a change of system For a, a You know a lot of Steven Gerrard's reign And he's had You know success At, at certain levels And in, in Europe With the same system And again Celtic Time to time But there has been times That the Rangers fans Have been crying out For a change too upfront When things aren't going well I think today With Kilmarnock And how we're expecting Them to play it's there for Rangers to go and break them down. And they're going to need width and they're going to need guys in the box like Das says and then Eton and Roof and Barker and Kent, they've certainly got that.
1: So, big team news coming out of Ibrox. Rangers against Kilmarnock, 45 minutes away. No Alfredo Morelos in the squad at all, but Roof and Eton both play. John McLaughlin keeps his place in goal. Let's go around the rest of the grounds and get a flavour of what's happening. for Park, the venue, the big one in Lanarkshire. Hamilton, the visitors, Roger Hanna, is watching that one.
8: Yes, Gordon, the sun is shining in Firth Park. I've just been down to see the big photograph of Gordon Dale and his season ticket here in the the season ticket seat here in the deserted stadium. Lanarkshire Derby Day, as you say, and as ever, the stakes are high as arrivals chase the local bragging rights out here. Hamilton they've won here in each of the last three seasons. David Moyle scored the winner on the last visit here last December. But the bottom of the premiership at the start of this season, three straight defeats for Brian Rice's side and only one goal scored, that one from Scott Martin in the opening when the opening weekend at Celtic Park. Motherwell, rather surprisingly, they're only two points in two places better off than Akees, having played a game more. They too are still searching for a first win of the season in a week when they'll kick off their Europa League campaign here at home to Torren on Thursday night. They're still missing Donnelly, Dunn, Fox, Carlin, and McGinley, but they're unchanged from the side that looked to be improving with that 0-0 draw at Hibernian last Saturday night. It's 4-3-3, Trevor Carson in goal. Stephen O'Donnell will make his home debut for Motherwell and a back four with Declan Gallagher, the captain, Bevis McGabby and Ricky Lamy, then Mark O'Hara, Alan Campbell, and David Turnbull in midfield, and a front three of Sherwin Sadoff, Jordan White, and Callum Lang and the bench. It's Morrison, Grimshaw, Hasty, Hilton Long, McGuire, Polworth, Robinson, and Watt. As for Aki's, well, a couple of changes for them. They're still without a, some of the you know their own injured players, the likes of Brian Easton still missing. Will Cola, Ronan Hughes, who was injured in the first weekend, and the homegrown talent, Lewis Smith and Andy Winter, they've dropped to the bench after that one-nil home defeat this Mirren seven days ago. That means a recall for Marius Agumpo up top alongside last season's match winner Moyle and a first Aki start for winger Justin Johnson. So it's a 4 4 2. It's Ryan Fulton in goal across the back, Lee Hodson, Hakim Odafan, Sean Want, and Scott McMahon. Midfield four, Justin Johnson, Scott Martin, Ross Callaghan, and David Templeton. And up front, as I say, David Moyle and Marius Agumpo. On the bench, Gourlay, Hamilton, Lewis Smith, Trafford, Fiortov, Mimno. Winter, lobby and Callum Smith, and the referee here at Fur Park for the derby is Alan Muir.
1: Now let's hear from both managers then. Stephen Robinson, first up.
9: There's only three points available in it, but it's you know, it's a it's a big game for us. It's a game we want to win, as you say. It, it gets our season up and running properly, and and confirms the performances I've been putting in. You know, sometimes performances come before results. So that that's been our case, and it'd be great, especially you know, it's sweeter if you win in a derby game. And it's a good eight days. That's what you're in football for, um, you know. Derby game, you know, it's going to be a tough game. Any time you play Hamilton, nothing's easy. They don't give you anything. You've got to earn the right to play football, which we will do. And then you've got the Thursday European game to look forward to. So a week we're very much looking forward to.
10: And let's hear from Brian Rice.
4: It's just about getting some points on the board, yeah. Yeah, and I know this question will keep coming up until we go to the points on the board. So, yeah, maybe we should have a point or two, but we haven't. So we need to address that on Saturday. I don't see a different approach. It feels different because it's a derby, but I don't really see it. I think you just feel it yourself because you know it's a derby and people bring it up Uh, and the local people uh, talk about it a bit more. So, no, that's one we're really looking forward to. Just the same as I say, every Saturday, go and get the three points if we possibly can. Get everything you've got. Don't leave anything on the pitch. You know, it's just the same as every Saturday.
1: Uh, and Roger Hanna at this time of the year, speculation flying around, we'll get to it a bit later on with regards Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos and Tom Rogic. But I wonder if people tuning into the Lanarkshire Derby will be wondering what the future holds for David Turnbull.
8: Yeah, Elden um, the transfer window would only have another nine days to go, Gordon. But of course, in this most bizarre of years, it's open until the 5th of October, and that might not be a good thing for Stephen Robinson. He spoke yesterday about The improvement, the return to form of David Turnbull uh, and that is inevitably going to attract interest from Celtic and from others. Gavin Strachan was there at Easter Road last week. Celtic keeping a keen eye on David Turnbull and at a time when it looks as if Tom Rogic is heading to Qatar in a £4 million deal, is it beyond the realms of possibility that that Celtic could return for Turnbull with that money? St Mirren against Ross County in Paisley. Here's
1: Fraser Wishart.
11: Pitch is perfect here, Gordon. A bit of light rain earlier on. I think it'll help make this a good game and credit to... Tommy Dockerty, who's the groundsman here, speaking to him earlier, he was here when I was playing, so it's 30 years ago, and the pitch is just looking great, and the two teams, of course, have started really well, Saints on six points, one behind Ross County at this start of the season, and a great opportunity for both to continue that good start and keep the momentum going, should Aki's lose, of course, it'll put more distance between these two and the bottom of the table, even this early in the season, Saints have been really strong at home since Jim Goodwin was appointed in 2019, they actually didn't lose a home game in 2020, pre-lockdown, and of course, beating Livingston in the opening day just kept that run going and as Hugh was talking about earlier on Ross County not great on the road last season so really for me Saints are the favourites they're strong at the back experience in midfield I think fans were saying maybe one or two more players in an attacking area and they have signed Christian Dennis from the lower leagues in England he starts on the bench because Obika and Marias were excellent last week against Aki's. but Ross County unbeaten start to the season came to a halt against United last week after a late goal tipped by many for the drop when you look at their squad they've got a consistent team lineup and actually a decent squad of players with Billy Mackay and I think ex-Saint Ross Stewart probably the biggest threat today for the Simon back four I expect a tight match here today two pretty evenly matched teams for St Mirren as I said Christian Dennis new signs on the bench and one change from the team last week Conor McCarthy returns after injury in the centre-backs and Sam Foley moves forward to midfield with Cammie McPherson dropping to the bench Jack Anix in goals, Marcus Fraser, Connor McCarthy, Joe Shocknessy and Richard Tate at the back in midfield, Kyle McAllister Nathan Sheeran, Sam Foley and Jimmy McGrath with John Obika and Junior Marias as the strikers, they've kept with the nine subs taking advantage of that with two sub-goalies Dean Linus and Peter Urminski the rest of the subs are Ether Erhanon, Cammie McPherson Jay Henderson, Sam Jimmison, Josh Jack and Christian Dennis Ross County are unchanged, only Blair Spittle who comes in for Lee Ewen on the bench as only changed to the 18 Ross Laidlaw's in goals Connor Randall Cole Donaldson Alex Yocavetti, And Jamie Reid At the back Two sitting in midfield Ross Draper And Vigers, Michael Gardine Harry Payton And Ross Stewart Make up the three Behind the lone striker Billy Mackay Ross Duhan Carl Ollie Shaw Blair Spittle Josh Mullen Keith Watson Stephen Kelly And Regan Charles Cook Are the substitutes The referee today A new one for me Ian Paisley Mike Ronconi Let's get the thoughts
1: of Jim Goodwin ahead of kick off. If we
10: have got ambitions of um, you know trying to force our way up the table and trying to uh, be competing to get into that top half come the time of the split, then I think it is fair to say, and, and I don't think it's disrespectful to say that those are the kind of games that we need to be looking to take maximum points in. You know. Uh, the first two wins coming against Livingston and Hamilton have been excellent. We've now got another couple of games coming up in Ross County and uh, St Johnston back to back. And as much as we're looking at those games as winnable, I'm certain that those teams will be looking at playing us as winnable as well. If we don't go into them thinking that we're uh, going to have an easy way, that's not for, uh, you know, we definitely don't think that. But we do believe that if we you know, get things right on the day, then we give ourselves a really good chance.
1: That was Jim Goodwin up against Stuart Kettlewell this afternoon.
10: I actually think that they had
1: that about them last season. Jim came in late last season in, in terms of the uh, the summer um, during the kind of close season. So he was a wee bit later in terms of his preparation and his recruitment. Um, but you could see them sort of evolving into that tough nut to crack last season. You could see that they were very, very hard to play against, very hard to break down. He has, having experience I played against his Alois sides, They were always they were always a tough nut to crack. And I see it being exactly the same this weekend. Um, so I wouldn't say that they've necessarily uh, changed much from what they were second part of last season effectively I think he's just carried on the work that he's done there few fresh faces but uh, again the principle's very 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 similar So that's you up to speed with the team news in the three o'clock games the big piece of team news is there's no Alfredo Morelos anywhere for Rangers this afternoon Alison Conroy, any more about his whereabouts at the moment?
5: Well I'm told he's not injured and I'm told he isn't away so I think all is not necessarily well in the dressing room. I think there might have been a little disagreement, shall we say. So no injury for Alfredo Morelos. That is not what is keeping him out of the team this afternoon. And he is still a Rangers player as well.
2: Well, all will be supposition until Steven Gerrard sits in front of the press at five o'clock tonight. Very interesting that he's not injured. Very interesting he's not on the bench. Uh, the remainder... Will have to be revealed By Stephen Gerrard But as I say When Morelos is involved A frenzy of speculation Is never far behind We'll talk Alfredo
1: Morelos Ryan Kent Tom Rogic, All the other transfer news Of the day We'll get all the guys involved And we'll do it next
0: Action as it happens And your reaction from 5 On the open line this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Building up to 3 o'clock kickoffs, Huge games in the Premiership this afternoon Rangers, Kilmarnock, Motherwell, Hamilton and St Mirren, Ross County That's your 3 o'clock offering at half past 5 We'll serve up Dundee United against Celtic Which leaves room for a couple of fixtures tomorrow Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Evans are in the studio The top team are around the grounds And as always at this time on a Saturday We get all the guys involved And we look back on... The week's biggest talking points um, Roger Hanna I was thinking this week You're looking at Ryan Kent And Tom Rogic. Will they stay? Will they go? Who would be replacements? Um, I, I wonder what part Alfredo Morelos plays in this equation Given what you've heard For the last 25 minutes or so
8: um, It's a strange one Morelos I think the assumption was When Cedric Eten And Kemar Roof came in on the same day That, that money was being spent And, and the firm knowledge That money was coming in Alfredo Morelos from Lille. That hasn't happened yet. Of course, we've got until October the 5th for transfers to, to take place, so there's maybe no rush in that. But suddenly, in the last 48 72 hours, Leeds United's interest in Ryan Kent has crystallised. Um, a £10 million bid has been knocked back. And if you listen to what Stephen Gerrard said yesterday, I think he anticipates Leeds United coming back with a bigger bid. Um, how high does the bid go? before Rangers have to seriously consider it rather than summarily dismissing it, Um, we don't know Um, I would think Kent, given the way he started the season the winning at Petaudry, some decent performances I would think he would be crucial to Rangers Championship hopes Um, if Morelos goes, Itten's still there, Roof's still there, Defoe's still there if Kent goes and it leaves a very big hole in Rangers' plans because I think we would all agree Brandon Barker, for all that he's starting today and Jordan Jones and Greg Stewart they don't quite offer the same as Ryan Kent does so if Leeds come back Rangers are going to have a very, very big decision to make
1: yeah, It was interesting Hugh we had Steven Gerrard's thoughts on yesterday's show uh, and reading them again in the newspapers this morning on one hand he has no intention of selling Ryan Kent but there yeah. was an acknowledgement there that if a certain figure is reached, there's not very much that he could do about
2: it. I think reality has to come into the equation. My contention, which I put to you last night, the programme, Gordon, is that were this not the season when Celtic could win ten in a row and Rangers have to stop ten in a row, I believe that Celtic and Rangers would be selling their major assets. But they're afraid of their supporters and they're afraid of the reaction if they sell the major asset and Either failed to win 10 0 or failed to stop 10 0. Ordinarily, the kind of player that Edward is, and we saw him score an amazing goal against Reykjavik midweek, if £30 million was offered to Celtic, ordinarily Peter Lawwell would drive him to the airport. But Peter Lawwell has to bear in mind the reaction of the Celtic fans. I read in Rogers' newspaper this morning his columnist Chris Boyd say that if Rangers sell Ryan Kent, they are selling. The stopping of 10 in a row down the river That's how highly he rates him Uh, So again If Rangers were to get an exceptional offer Even one that would allow Douglas Park To turn to the fans and say You can't honestly think we can turn this money down He's got to think twice Because if he does sell Kent And it does enable Celtic In part to win 10 in a row he will never be forgiven I th- for selling him.
4: I think he'll th- uh, think twice, Hugh, but I uh, don't agree that he'll look at the 10 in a row. If, I understand it's such an important season. Of course it is. But I think every player, no matter who you are, no matter what club you are, has got the price. If silly money comes in for uh, Ryan Kent, for instance, now as much as Kent is a big player for Rangers, is he the guy that's going to make the difference to stop himself sell to in 10 in a row? I don't think so. I think he's a big player. He'll be a big player this season for him. I think he's get, he's get, you know he's got another season under his belt. He's forum dipped last year. Uh, his first year he won a Young Player of the Year and they've splashed out a lot of money. But I think if a big, and you're talking about Leeds, in the top league in England now with bags and piles of money, if a big offer comes in, I don't think Rangers can turn around and say, well, we need to, Reject that because we're looking at general. I think they can, though. I think they can. Think I think it
3: defeats the purpose. We can't. what Rangers are trying to do? Have they sell them just now? Getting it when Stephen Gerrard came in and the board have gave Stephen Gerrard all all that he's probably asked for, and he's he's went out. He's he's picked Ryan Kent. They've backed him with a seven million pound transfer to try and stop Celtic getting nine and ten. Now nines went. Now it's ten. You can't even just go and sell them for 10 million 11, 12 million Not
4: just million. talking about that Mark I'm, but, What I'm saying is I'm, I totally agree they can't sell them for that yeah. Because There'll probably be clauses with Liverpool The player will probably be in a percentage We know how it works behind the scenes I'm talking about If a Leeds United come in with A ridiculous offer I'm saying ridiculous here Are you telling me that Rangers Can't sell it? Of course uh, they will sell
2: let, them. Let me put it to you this way And this is good <laughs> Nothing to do with football really The country has been plunged into economic crisis Because of COVID-19 Ordinarily Celtic and Rangers Having the kind of saleable assets that they have Ordinarily they would say Right, that compensates for all the money we've lost COVID-19 Paying big, big wages to our players No money coming in Paying thousands of pounds per week For COVID-19 tests No money coming in Ordinarily Ordinarily one or two would be down the road or overseas or whatever, but everything is about ten in a row for the next ten months. You still have to get value,
1: Hugh. I mean, you mentioned yeah. for for some reason you threw odds and Edward into the mix. How could Celtic sell him when no one's bid for
2: him? No, but he, he, everyone knows that odds and Edward will at some point attract a major offer. Everyone knows his quality. And uh, it would be naive to think there'll never be a bid for Odson Edward because there will, and Celtic will be confronted by a dramatic mm.
4: choice. My argument's simple, Hugh. Um, of course, the, the the money they're talking about the now for Kent makes no sense whatsoever. Whether you think he's worth ten million or not makes no sense. You've invested seven million, as I touched on. There'll be add-ons to say Liverpool, the player as well. I'm talking about if a ridiculous offer comes in You cannot mm. turn round no. and reject that offer
1: Yeah, Fraser, I suppose a lot of this will come down to Leeds' appetite for it And I should make it clear, I don't know this for sure But given the way you, you've seen many deals structured It may well be the case that, that, that there is a cut-off point There's a trigger point in Ryan Kent's contract That if Leeds hit that, then you know the, the move happens I'll repeat it, I don't know that But that, that wouldn't be uncommon, would it?
11: No, not, not at all, and as Gordon's talking about other factors as well, and he's quite right, you know, there might be a cut to, to Liverpool, maybe the player himself, we, we don't know what's in the in, in the, the contract, uh, and it's the age-old problem that we have in, in, in football in general, other than the very highest level, and even then sometimes it's a problem where it's between Murray Park and the boardroom at Ivericks, and Murray Park, Stephen Gerrard, Gary McAllister, we're keeping Morelos, we're keeping Kent, because they have a better chance of winning the league with those two players in the team playing well, there's no doubt about that. But then there becomes a time, and the question would be, and the Rangers board have backed Stephen Gerrard over the last couple of years, I I think greatly in Scottish terms, You know, really have put down serious money and even uh, signing Itin and Roof and others this summer as well, they've backed him, so do they need a bit more money back? And maybe they were investing that thinking, well, we're going to sell Alfredo Morelos, we're going to get that that bid for him and that will cover that. Now, if Morelos isn't going and uh, the Lille thing might die off and then all of a sudden there's maybe not too many other suitors, maybe they have to look at a bid for for Kent. We all don't know, we're speculating but it's fascinating to see now how this plays out Roger made a key point earlier on we spoke about it last night on Super Scoreboard under normal circumstances the window's going to close and although clubs say they hate the window they don't really, it closes everything we've now got until October the 5th in fact even beyond that with some countries because it's the country that's buying him's window that counts here as well so this is going to linger on and on and on for Rangers and the last thing that Stephen Gerrard wants is for it to be a a drip feed Mm. effect from Leeds and from Lille you know, and I'm, I'm looking at Stephen's quotes in a, a Morelos sense, he's quoted here in the, in the papers as saying, I'm disappointed the player's had his head turned and he doesn't look himself so maybe that's the reason today, is just give the lad a break, he's not started the season particularly well and it's, he's human players have been there, we've all been there when there's speculation around you and it can affect you so the next few weeks are going to be very very interesting from a Rangers perspective, especially if Leeds come back and they come back again
1: yeah Roger I think it's important To tread carefully With regards Alfredo Morelos today There's no point In jumping to conclusions There's no point Of accusing him Of anything I think that would be uh, Unfair But what it, what it does do And we'll find out By the end of the afternoon Exactly what the situation is um, It again highlights Just how precarious These situations Can be Because either Stephen Gerrard Needs to, to Keep him and, and have him on side And have him absolutely firing Or if it Is to be the right time To move him on That, that has to be done In the right way As as well if that makes sense
8: Yeah it definitely does make sense um, you would think Cedric Eaton and Kemar Ruth stand as the future of Rangers in an attacking sense and Rangers if a valuation of Morelos is met he will be on his way um, I'm not so sure the Kent situation is one that Rangers would embrace quite the same way um, clearly a player, Stephen Gerrard rates extremely highly, a player that is always in the team when he's fit, um, a player who's shown last season and, and, and started this season brightly um, you know, if Morelos goes, Rangers would probably bank the money and look to strengthen elsewhere, if Kent was to go they would need to try and source a like-for-like replacement, at a time when they probably haven't been looking for a like-for-like replacement for Ryan Kent, so it's an awkward time for Stephen Gerrard, you know, the Morelos Issue isn't resolved The last thing he was really wanting Is a Kent issue To go along with the Maria loss issue At a time when Issue says The focus really needs Mm. to be on Getting a settled team Getting a settled run of results And and trying to stop Celtic's pursuit of 10 in a row And
1: on the other side of the city Roger The name that's jumped out this week Has been Tom Rogic Neil Lennon Not giving too much away yesterday Saying there has been A level of interest from Qatar But nothing more At the moment If I was to put you in the spot ask for your your gut feeling is Tom Rogic
8: still a Celtic
1: player for the remainder of this season or not
8: no Um, I think from the moment Tom Rogic scored that uh, dramatic last minute winner in the cup final against Aberdeen a few years ago his star has been on the wane um, at Celtic Ryan Christie's gone past him I think Olivier and Charm has gone past him and it would not at all surprise me to see Tom Rogic head for the Middle East In the coming days And then for Celtic To focus again On David Turnbull,
2: I think the Celtic fans Are entitled to look at What's coming down The line for Celtic They have the potential Of reaching the Champions League group stages They have The potential For banking Millions of pounds On the sale Of Moussa Dembele At Lyon And Lyon have said That they are ready To sell him now Uh, Celtic get 10% Of whatever the Transfer fee is And they also have the potential to sell Rogic to Qatar for £4 million. I may be a simple man, but after 14 medals for Celtic and after giving wonderful service to Celtic, I think the time has come for the parting of the ways and if you put Rogic out the exit door, take the money and bring Turnbull in the entrance. Yeah, I, I, that sounds like good business. And I think Tom Rogic...
3: Or- Will always have a, a place in the, the Celtic supporters' hearts for what he did in that the final moments of that game, and then what he did in you know Rangers games where he quite often popped up with sp- spectacular goals. But I have to agree with Roger that I think the times came where Neil Lennon inside is is evolving away from from carrying anyone when they're out of possession. I, again, I watched them the other night, and when they lost the ball, they pressed that high and quickly and their tempo's that, you know, that quick, that I think Tom Rogic would now struggle to to keep that up. On the ball, no problem whatsoever. I think he's an outstanding player, but I just don't think he fits Neil Lennon's mould in terms of pressing, getting the ball back, and that's where I think a David Turnbull coming in for maybe £3 million um, from the money from Tom Rogage wouldn't be a bad bit of business, but I think he's been an outstanding servant for Celtic. So many big moments in his career but his fitness and, and keeping fit has been his problem And that's that's what made his form dip also Surely
1: as the founding member of a Tom Rogich fan club You'd be pretty disappointed though Gordon And you'd try and block the move at all costs you, yeah. You've you sung his praises many times over the years
4: Yeah he was my favourite player at one time Gordon um, <laughs> I just, I, I, I've i got to say when he was in form I loved watching him I, I He could turn a really boring game and just you know, and a bit of magic. He was—he's a tall lad, and his feet are so quick. He would just go by, and he would curl one into the the stanchion. I just thought he was magnificent for Celtic, but it's very hard to disagree with Hugh and Mart there, and Roger, obviously. Uh, I hate to see him go because I like to see all the best players, but I think it makes sense for Celtic going forward. And Young Turnbull, would break my heart leaving Motherwell, but I think he'd be a brilliant fit for Celtic.
1: Okay I think we'll park that one there Roger Hannah, Fraser Wishart Around the grounds Alison Conroy Is at Ibrox Dundee United Celtics Not until half past five So we will go back Around the grounds next
0: The team with the biggest support In Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL In the studio, the top team All around the three grounds that kick off at 3 o'clock Ibrooks for Rangers against Comarnock for Park, Motherwell, Hamilton And in Paisley, St Mirren up against Ross County Don't forget, Dundee United, Celtic is at half past 5 So we will build up to kick off in that one At 5 o'clock, the open line's here And that's when you can have your say Let's go back to Ibrox, Alison Always feels a bit strange Usually this would be around the time we'd say Is it filling up nicely? Um, no such... Um, questions for you today. Anything else happening of note? Any further word on Fredo Morelos?
5: No, nothing. No word. Of, of course, hasn't been spotted about Ibrox either, so we don't even know if he's here today at the moment. Um, the teams are both out warming up, as you would expect. Pretty quiet. I have to say though I'm slightly concerned that it might rain because we have to sit down the bottom of the stand at the moment at Ibrox and there's been a couple of wee showers so we could be a bit Bit soaking by the end of this game if the rain does come as well, so let's hope that doesn't happen.
1: Poor souls, you'll be getting no sympathy. You're very lucky to be inside the grounds, thousands would love to be there oh, getting mm. soaked. Well, I, mean, I mean, you and I are in here with a shower as well, so <laughs> <laughs> Not bad, um, a lot of focus on the Rangers team, obviously. What type of challenge? Would you expect from Komarnuk? Um Interesting that Nicky
3: Cabamba Is on the bench Today having caused Celtic so many oh, difficulties uh, Well the one thing About Kelly When they've went here In previous seasons In Celtic Park And things like that They've made it very very Tough uh, For Rangers in the past To know how to play there um, The only th- The only thing is With Rangers Looking at their Attacking uh, lineup that they've got And Kelly You know Couldn't Say that they've been watertight this year. You know, very you know, in, in previous seasons they've depended on their backline to. And two big mistakes last weekend yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So you look, there is mistakes, there is gaps in their defence that we've not seen in previous seasons. That's why you you would say with Rangers with the four attacking players they've, they've got there's going to be plenty of chances. It might be. A long afternoon for Kelly um, You know going against
2: What they've done in previous seasons here. It has to be a long afternoon for the Mark Because Rangers have a very simple ground rule That they must follow today They must win They must go nine points ahead of Celtic And they must say Okay then What are you going to do about that I As think, Celtic go to Tyre
4: I think they've got to be patient Hugh I watched them against St Johnston, At Ibrox And the first 15-20 minutes Wasn't the best And I think if there were 50,000 supporters in there uh, there have been a lot of uh, unhappy supporters But today is obviously different uh, They've got to be patient Because Camarnot will be well organised oh. They'll make it very difficult We're all looking at the four, four two. I've sort of went against that I think it could be the traditional four two three one. I think Roof could play off a side Kent will play in that number 10 hole I'll be interested to see how they line up I just think as Mark Was saying there about the attacking Four I think they'll have enough in their locker to break down mean,
1: Some brilliant battles between Kilmarnock and Rangers Rangers and Kilmarnock over the last few seasons They've met a number of times And in fact over the last couple of seasons 17 games, 6 Rangers wins 6 draws
2: and 5 Kilmarnock wins that has been an incredible record from Stevie Clark Onwards really That's pretty much even Stephen Um, The concern I have for Kilmarnock uh, in the Celtic game Rush of blood Give Celtic a free kick Celtic score In the game against St Johnston Rush of blood Down to 10 men Winner a goal up In the same game Against St Johnston Rush of blood Stuart Finlay Pass back to a goalkeeper Who was never going To get the ball And Michael O'Halloran Scores the winner And there go 3 points um, So When it was Stevie Clark Not so many Incidents of Rush of blood there uh, I, I think that today It's about stopping Rangers Rather than mm. creating much for themselves Let's go to Motherwell Against Hamilton, Roger Hanna um,
1: I'm not sure if you can use the word Pressure early in the season um, But I, I just wonder How keen, how desperate Those associated with Motherwell Would be for that first victory um, Hamilton Ackies at home Goes down as winnable For a team that everyone tipped To finish third, fourth or fifth um, of course they didn't manage to be Livingston at home and they didn't manage to be Dundee united at home they've gone to ross county so you know th- these on paper would have been classed as winnable fixtures for motherwell and that they've not managed any yet
8: Yeah, when the Fishers were announced, it looked a decent start to the season for Motherwell, you know, they were hoping to build on that third place finish last season, Gordon, and it hasn't really transpired that way at all, as you see, listen, the performance was much, much improved at Easter Road last Saturday night, but they still didn't score a goal, still only emerged with a point, only got two points from those first four games, and it's not at all what Stephen Robinson would have been looking for. Um, he's not had his feelings at all some would say he's maybe gone over to the top a little bit his criticism of his players so far this season but they really could do with a win today it would get him up and running get him away from the lower echelon of this Premiership table and it would also lift morale ahead of the Glen Torren game here on Thursday night because you think, home to Glen Torrin you know, surely Mother will win the game and get to the second qualifying round but I'm sure Komarlik thought the same about uh, Kona's key nomads 12 or 13 months ago uh,
1: and, and from a Hamilton Aki's perspective Roger again No points yet Once more Many people's tip to go down uh, But they've won two of the last three visits To Fur Park um, Brian Wright very impressed With Johnson coming on last week He starts David Templeton On the other side We know what he's capable of Marius Hongpo back into the The starting 11 Who on his day Can cause defences problems So they'll fancy their chances Will they not?
8: Well, it certainly looks as if they're coming to have a go. Um, I know Fraser Wishart was impressed with Johnson when he came off the bench uh, at home to St. Mirren last week. As you say, you know what David Templeton's going to give. He's he's up to speed again, and I always quite like it when they go with Moyo and Gumpo. I think they they dovetail quite well as a partnership top uh, partnership up top, and I think they will um, they'll ensure that Declan Gallagher and Bevis Mugabe have their hands full for 90 minutes this afternoon.
1: Uh, let's go to Paisley and check in with Fraser Wishart, the head of St. Mirren. Against Ross County Um, Not a lot between these sides Last season Fraser And actually not a lot Between them this season either But in a more positive sense
11: Yeah I was actually looking At the, the table there Gordon And last year they both Played 30 games and 29 points And so there wasn't much just the goal difference that separated them, I and it's easy to forget that that John Obika goal in the last game of the 1920 season against Hearts here, just before lockdown. If, if Hearts had won that game, St Murn would have been bottom and be relegated, and be talking about the championship. So fine lines, uh, as you're saying, between all the teams at the bottom of the table, and I think particularly with with those two. And, and I think I think I tipped Ross County to be 12th, but they started really well this season with uh, three wins and a draw before that defeat against Dundee United and it's just when you sometimes look at the programme and you look at their squad they've actually got a, quite an experienced squad and a lot of players who we know who are not playing maybe on the bench who, who are strong first team players so they'll come here I think fairly confident and I think they'll find themselves against a, a St team who, who are we talked about it earlier, very strong at home Ross County not so good away from home so you'd expect St to be, to be on top but I, I just don't think there's going to be much difference here, I think County, the way they play, Ross Stewart are going to play I think are a bit wider with Gardine as well There's a bit of pace and a bit of uh, attacking flair in those Wide areas to hit St Mirren on the counter-attack So Saints, for me, favourites, I think they'll Dominate the game, but they've just got to be very Careful they don't get hit in the counter-attack
1: Yeah, I mean, that solidity for St Mirren Particularly at home, you could see it last season Fraser, I think only Celtic, Rangers And Livingston conceded fewer goals at home Than St Mirren um, And if anything Personnel-wise, people would perhaps think The defence has got better This season So you can see why um, Stuart Ketterwell Talking about How St Mirren Can be tough to break down Tough to beat
11: Oh, definitely. But I think they were the lowest scorers at on as well, I yeah. 24 goals last season as well. So that clearly was the problem that they had last year. John Abika scored a lot of goals. I watched him get a tap in last week again, and he looks good. Junior Marias was excellent last week, but he missed about five or six really good chances. A couple he really should have scored. They hit the post in the game against Livingston here at the start of the season when he should have scored from 12 yards. And he's a great team player because of his pace and his energy. Um, he makes good runs. He's a clever player. But his finishing maybe sometimes lets him down. And I think that's the area where St Myrne have been looking to, to, to sort of get, bring in another option and that's where I think Christian Dennis is the player they're looking to I don't know what he's like as a player we might see him at some point today from the bench but he's the type of player maybe that's missing somebody that can maybe score them even for St Myrne, I think a week I get 12 if somebody else that can get themselves 10 or 12 goals it's a huge difference at this level it can be the difference between being right at the bottom of the table and perhaps being in top six so be interesting to see how St Myrne play they played attacking away last year last week with McAllister as well and Jimmy McGrath and they've got Sam Foley back. In the midfield so they've got plenty of attacking options but they just don't score enough goals but they're doing fine they're doing okay this, this season so far
1: yeah Vakar Cladke left uh, Fraser Big Gloves to fill. incidentally he signed for Salford City quite annoying that we can lose one of our better players from the league to Salford but that's a moan for another day um, Jack Annex come in though and um, has hit the ground running
11: He was really good last week. Semin were were brilliant in the first half and could have been three up uh, easily. But then the second half they just lost their way. And you've got to give credit to Hamilton Ackies for coming into the game. But some of his saves on it last week were just were just fantastic. Interestingly. Talking to Jim Goodwin after the game, just at the side of the pitch, and he, and he was he was talking about the way he, he passes the ball. He was good on the ball, you know. He can, he's a good passer, and that was why Mark Warburton sort of brought him into, into Rangers. And it's always interesting now that these goalies. It's so important that they are good at that. But Anik was he was outstanding last week, and I think another lad who came up to Rangers. He's gone on loan to Scunthorpe, He's gone on loan here and there. Sometimes a player like that just needs to be a first choice goalie somewhere. Just needs to get a settled environment, and someone can provide that for him. The pre-match talking
1: is done The team lines are in And kick off is next
0: After the action It's your reaction 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard's open line
1: Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are here And they want to hear from you What's on your mind after a busy day of Premiership action? Rangers fans, how pleased were you with the 2-0 victory against Kamar Roof getting his first goal Maybe there was room for improvement as well, that's fine uh, You can tell us all about that Mullerwell fans, where on earth is it going wrong at the start of this season? A defeat at home to Hamilton Aki's Possibly bottom of the table by the end of the weekend. Get in touch. And St Mirren fans, it sounds like there was a controversial sending off in Paisley, so tell us what you think. Celtics trip to Tannadice, that kicks off in about 30 minutes' time. In fact, let's go back there before we take any calls. I think we can get a full roundup of the teams with Andrew.
12: Yeah, well, it's uh, gearing up for the Mark Wilson derby here, as absolutely nobody calls it at Tannadice. Uh, for Dundee United, two wins, a draw and a loss for the home side in the league so far this season, which is a good start for a newly promoted side. They'll certainly have ambitions bigger than just staying up, you'd think, but this is their first test against one of the big two sides since they returned to the Premiership. So it'll be interesting to see how Mickey Mellon approaches this one. He did talk about attacking Celtic during the week, the opposite, of course, of how Kilmarnock found success against Celtic a couple of weeks ago, and that was of course Celtic's last league game, they managed to get rid of some early season rust with that route against Reykjavik midweek, they've been starved of league action really though, haven't they, and they'll be raring to go today, you'd think, uh, to get out the traps, nine points they are now behind Rangers, but they do have three games in hand to try and catch up on Steven Gerrard's side, Neil Lennon still really keen to add to his squad, but he's done some tinkering again today. As he did on Tuesday night. Going to the team news, first of all for Dundee United, out go Freeman, Sporla and a Perry. In come Nielsen, Robson, and Clark. A 4 5 1 for them today. Benjamin Segrist in goal. A back four of Lewis Nielsen, Mark Reynolds, Mark Connolly, and Jamie Robson. The midfield five Joe Chalmers, Peter Pollitt, Callum Butcher, Ian Harks and Luke Bolton. Nicky Clark, the lone striker for them today. The substitutes Dennis Sporla, Powers, McMullen. Smith, King, Glass, Freeman and Appery. As for Celtic, two changes for them. Out go Elhamid and Forrest. In come Frimpong and Olivier Cham. So it'll be a 4-2-3-1 for them. Vasilis Barkas in goal. The back four: Jeremy Frimpong near Beton, who continues ahead of Christopher Ayer. And then it's Christopher Julian and Greg Taylor. The holding two, Callum McGregor and Scott Brown with Ryan Christie, Olivier Cham and Mohamed el Yunusi in behind odson Edward. The substitutes, Bain, Ayeti, Klamala, Soro, Ayer, Elhamid, Forrest, Harper and McEnroy. The referee here at Tanadice. It's Andrew Dallas Breaking
1: news this afternoon Anthony Stokes The former Celtic and Hibs striker Has joined Livingston On a one year deal Hugh it's been an interesting afternoon And we're not done yet
2: No it's an interesting signing too By Gary Holt Uh, Obviously he lost uh, Lyndon Dykes to QPR Got in some much needed revenue Anthony Stokes was once A very good player When Hibs won the Scottish Cup Anthony Stokes was an outstanding player Since then Career has gone Sharply into decline We know more about His off-field life Than we do about Where he plays His football Last working address Somewhere in Iran Of all places Uh, So he's been given Yet another chance uh, In the twilight Of his career uh, To be in Scotland's Top flight And to do a job For his manager And that's the key to it He's let down Too many managers And Gary Holt has shown faith in him He has to repay that faith Okay what's on your mind after a busy day of Premiership Action
1: 01419511025 Let's go straight to it And find out what William made of the Rangers game today Hi William
13: Hello uh, Gordon uh, and the rest of the panel Right right, Gordon right I've been at loggerheads with you where, uh, these teams uh, lack of ambition, right? Mm-hmm. Me and my friend and his son were just sitting watching that, right? It's, <sighs> what these teams are doing is they're strangling the game. I know Shoe's going to come back with, well, it's their, it's their priority, it's their right, but Gordon, that is no flipper. Uh, the, the thing is, it's some kind of trophy result for Commander, even to get a 1 0 or a 2 still See, you see your goalkeeper, Gordon, right? It was that easy for Rangers today, right? He could start with a sun lounger and his sunglasses. That's how easy it was mm. You know one safe to make A cross a Couple of crosses That was that Gordon I know going to Come back with It's there, right I'm not sure Mark and Gordon's Take
1: on it But that's That is terrible what, 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 What's the alternative to William Because There's a gulf I mean the, the, There is a gulf It's almost like We've forgotten the way Our country set up Kamal Ruth Will be on more money Than the Kilmarnock team Put together So What, what are we expecting what do, what do you want Kilmarnock To do about it
13: but we see the one or two nil doing. God, uh, they're still not showing ambition. That's my whole point. Could they get enough of the ball I mean, to do it
1: though? Could they get the ball off 0-0. Rangers?
13: Well, they, they, they were passing the ball r- r- round about. You know what I mean? They were, they were quite tight in the midfield, but not in up front. You know what I mean? But uh, but sure, throwing uh, an extra strike or, or two, uh, an extra attacking midfielder, and they're going to show some ambition at two nil, Gordon. You know what I mean? It's oh, I feel we're like just a, and a half at times. That's how bad it was to watch
2: well it's up to your team to, to do something about it is it not which they did by the way and and yeah. won the game but it's a tired old argument this we we live in a country where there are two teams who have all the money and uh, have the depth of choice to make it a two horse race and make sure it stays that way the rest are nowhere near them and they go there in the hope that they can frustrate and they can get something out of it and sometimes it works um But To ask them to Abandon Caution And to throw Everything At Rangers Well they'll lose 5 or 6 now Instead of losing 2 now uh, It's just the way it is We live in a country With two Rich Teams And the rest Are also rans. Just the way it is William Yeah they pay the
3: big money Rangers For match winners That's what they got today Match winners That's, that's what makes the difference You know When you can afford guys like this And Roof been anonymous for 45 minutes But he's paid the big bucks To make the difference in the opposition penalty box And that's what he does For like that They've every right to play that way Again Hugh's right That's a tired argument Because we look at Celtic and Rangers When they go away from home in Europe And play exactly the same way As probably Kilmarnock did today And nobody moans about it Everyone says We've got to soak up pressure And hit the break if we get a chance So Can you really blame teams for going to Ibrox And trying to Frustrate No The
1: thing is Gordon Having watched it though I feel like I've seen Much worse attempts At spoiling a game I think just Mm. what happened is Kilmarnock were Nowhere near as good as Rangers And Couldn't Lay a glove
4: I I, I think you Hit the nail on the head Gordon When you said The fact that Well Did they get enough of the ball And that's down to That's credit to Rangers Rangers kept the ball well uh, Dominated the game Matt's 100% right It's okay for Rangers And Celtic At Ibrox and Parkhead With the players And the quality you've got And you look at the bench And everything about it If they get away from home For instance If they go to Say the, 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 the They draw Liverpool At Anfield Do you think they've got to Go down there and say Oh we're going to have a go Liverpool would beat them 6-7-0 So It's the same It's the same uh, Procedure that happens mm. With Commander coming there Yeah they try and frustrate Rangers Is it pretty to watch at times I do agree with William No it's not but you can't blame the opposition for that
1: Right, come on William We're going to cheer you up Tell us something that you liked Something that you liked about your Rangers team Their performance today
13: I liked, uh, I liked Jack's uh, industry I liked Kent He was he trying was I liked a big, big Swiss boy He gave him time He's a good link up man He's good at laying off the head And holding the ball up A nice wee move he done with Kent today and he was, I thought Kent was going to clean through it was A lovely little mm. pass he made but aye, but they, they they impress me. But see, come back, see Mark. I disagree with Martin. European football, see Europa League last year. Rangers and Celtic were the team in possession home and away. I thought Rangers and Celtic last year were very very good. They, I didn't see them sitting back much in much of the European games. I do disagree with Martin that point. But besides that, the big Swiss boy impressed me.
1: What about Ryan Kent William? Because it's been quite a week for him. Obviously, a lot of speculation um, about bids from Leeds and all the rest of it. But you know, he, he plays again today and he comes up with the goods.
13: Yeah, his goal today was superb But no na- panic, that's the way you should score a goal with eh, Gordon Knight But eh, to really lays it off, no panic, pick your spot You don't need to blast it, if you just side for like that It'll get in the net mere, mere times than not, you know
4: Yeah, I, d- I do agree, William, I scored my fair share doing that, uh, <sighs> side Is there
1: any way you can just analyse the goal without bringing yourself into no, it?
4: No, absolutely no chance um, I thought the, the first touch set him up uh, composure was there I thought the two goals Were very good goals uh, Strikers goals I would call them uh, The first one's A terrific ball in From Barisic On the left hand side Ruth just takes a pace off it Side foots it Gives the goalkeeper Basically no chance Kent's goal was the same He's a guy That's playing With confidence And you can see that In his game um, Obviously The fact of The The transfer Speculation Has not got to him He's not really You know It's not affected him um, I just thought Rangers were in total control of that game And it's uh, another three go- uh, three points on the board And, and also what will please the manager is Another clean sheet
3: Ken is the go-to man You can quite clearly see that The way he started the season You know, away at Aberdeen he, he scores a goal But he's influential in everything In the other few games But today in particular Straight through the off Where he was drifting in Off the line Central position Try to create Had a wonderful first touch In the first half And created a chance for himself Then gets a the goal You can see why Steven Gerrard When Kent's fit Plays him mm. every week And you can see Why it's a message To Leeds a hands off Because if they've any Ambitions of stopping Celtic They need guys like Ryan Kent Playing almost every week
1: Good man William Thank you
3: for getting in touch tonight Let's move quickly on to
1: Alec Who is a Motherwell fan Alec Where's it going wrong?
14: Well, I don't know for uh, the magic wand could fix it, but it, it's, it's for Gordon Gale. Gordon, are Muller all really that bad, or is is it just they unlucky? No, I mean a team can only be unlucky for so long. And I phoned up last year with this point that, uh, uh Stephen Robinson. Now this isn't a, a a mark against him. I know they did take us to third last year, but there was a period last year where they chopped and changed the team week after week. And we were going through a bad patch, and this is the same at the start of this year. One week Alan Campbell's in, then he's out. Then the next week Seedorf is in, then he's out, and it, it just seems to chop and change the team far too much. I know he might be trying to get his best eleven, and another point, Tony Watt. Tony Watt must be gutted that he's to sit there and keep that bench one. Yeah, I, I don't know how he kind
4: of got Yeah, I agree with uh, that. I'm not saying that Tony Watt. The answer, But I just think that he deserves an opportunity To start the game To see what he can bring to Motherwell I'm not saying they're unlucky I've never ever said they're unlucky It's a poor start to the season uh, I think the fact that Sometimes when you've got well, I look at Motherwell Now outside I'm talking about outside Celtic and Rangers And you know the quality of the squad they've got is good For the rest of the league It's good And he's got a good bench there And good options I think you're right, Alec. I think he's struggling to find his best sort of a team, the players together, that can gel, that can go and get them that first victory. Now, as much as I wouldn't be panicking, it's certainly not the perfect start because they they play Celtic next week and I don't see them getting anything from that. So I think the manager comes under, he will come under a little bit of pressure.
1: How do you get around that though, Mark? Because, for instance, take today, right? Pretty poor No no real positive So see when next week Rolls around mm-hmm. You're going to change That team aren't you Because they did so poorly today but, yeah. but then You're up against Celtic So you probably won't win that And then
3: they change it again The
1: following week I, You know yeah.
3: How difficult is it Once you get in that rut Yeah Well that's very difficult Of course But I, I do think They need to try something else It's only so long You can leave it Now if you get anything From Celtic Then it's a, a positive But I don't think You then change it After you're playing The champions With, with such you Know the attacking players they've got, so then you need to stick with it. the argument I would have about Tony Watt. Is I was wondering as well why is he on the bench? And Stephen Robinson must see him, but I don't think it's enough just to say, Well, Tony Watt deserves to start because when he's coming on, what, what is he contributing? I think there's an argument when he comes on, he has to contribute more, like the other subs that's coming on to actually but none
2: get of them a, are start. Making a difference. Yeah. Are they? I think before you get to the Celtic game, you should focus on Glenn <laughs> yeah, because I forgot yeah, about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the mood. Around the club and the public perception of where Motherwell are at right now will be strongly influenced by what happens against
4: Clinton. Well, Toga. the positive thing about it is we can't be bought. a League, Gordon Kamarnock, obviously, goal difference, we got that wrong. But he's got to start winning games. It's just simple and straightforward. I think that he's, I know that unfortunately for a, a Motherwell manager and like most managers, they lose their best players, right? And they'll probably lose Turnbull, which has got to be a big blow as well. But the board of back to him. They brought in players. But that's
1: what I mean. That, that excuse isn't
4: even there because no. most people would say that yeah, the squad's better than yes, last season. Yes, I agree with that. Now, I'm not saying that Tony Watt's got to be the big difference. Of course I'm not. But if you're asking me just now, he's got to get a team out there, get his formation that he thinks is best, get his best players into that formation, and say, I'm going to stick with this. I'm going to just keep going with it the now until I have to really change it. But Chotman changing every week to try and find the right. Formation The right result Sometimes doesn't work It's
1: really just the front three The formation's not really changing And the, the personnel elsewhere There's a few injuries and so on It just seems to be that Front three Alec How worried are you? Are you confident that this will, will Turn around in time?
14: Ah of course It's only they only like But what is it if you bomb the league up To the top six It's only about six points or something I mean, it's not the end of the world I know But it's a confidence thing he, He's played these guys up front In the last four or five games And it's just my opinion I don't think Ian Could chap those At hell in with a shovel You know <laughs> what I mean So why not give Tony what His chance then Because these guys Have had five games none of them scored yet So if it was me I'd be like Right Tony mm-hmm. On you go Let's see if you can do better Yeah Hugh I think
1: Robert uh, Alex obviously right In the sense that it's early It is yeah. still early in the season The thing that would Cause you to That could cause you to worry Is the nature of the fixtures That they've played Yeah Like I said earlier Hamilton Aki's at home Livingston at home Dundee United at home No disrespect to those three sides But if you take one point out of a possible nine From those games Mm -hmm. on your patch Mm -hmm. That does not look
2: good And then Layer upon layer It could get worse Glentoran could beat you And then Celtic And then all of a sudden People are beginning to Toy with the word crisis At Motherwell Uh, And wondering where it's all gone wrong So I'm very much afraid that Mother will have to get Glen Torn out of the way and do the job there. Otherwise, they go to Celtic in a very low state of morale. And, you know, Celtic, don't know what happened to Celtic tonight, but they will not be in a position uh, to be even contemplating dropping any points at home this season Against anyone,
1: right, Alec? Things can only get better, I think. Thank you for getting in touch. Hopefully, we'll speak to you soon and see if the picture improves. That was Alec in Motherwell. What about Robert in Killern? Hi, Robert.
15: Hi, yeah. How you doing? Uh, hi, panel. Hello. Well, actually, I just like to speak about uh, the board Alfredo. Mm-hmm. Uh As you can see, he was missing for today, and in my personal view, as a holder I feel that a deal a imminent. Now, in my opinion i probably sold him at Christmas. I think he's been clearly wanting to go, and clearly hasn't kicked a ball for us eh, the full 12th, 12th part of the year. Eh, and I believe it's time for him to go. Eh, I believe that's why he wasn't starting today. And the, you look at the contrast to Ryan Kent, They said, "Can I?" He said speculation about him going, but today he played out skin, and to me the time
2: is Alfredo wants to go, let him go. Well, we've yet to hear Steven Gerrard on the subject of Alfredo Morelos but it'd be interesting to know why he was not in the team or even on the bench today. If it's as straightforward as an injury, which well, which we don't believe it is at this stage, but you're right, no, we would need to get confirmation. Yeah. Uh, but for me, Kent could not be sold right now. I think that would be... It would look bad in the eyes of the Rangers fans. And I do appreciate that if Leeds came in with a monumental offer, then you're in trouble. Because you've got to be realistic when it comes to economics. But Morelos could be sold. And for very good money. I and I think the Rangers uh, supporters would accept that because Robert on the line knows that he's looking at an Alfredo Morelos right now who is not the player... Of previous
3: seasons at Rangers But the question is What is the valuation then That Rangers are sticking on his head Because if you're knocking back 16 million pounds At this moment Where he's came back And okay scored a couple of goals a, a few weeks ago But doesn't he look entirely At his slimmest and fittest Then What are you actually holding out for? Because I can't imagine There have been too many clubs Looking to Pay much more than 16 million pounds for him What do you think Robert? I I
15: totally agree with that, and I think, when i am afraid those time at Rangers, yeah, he scored a few goals in Europe, but I think, the bottom line is, when we've really needed him, where it's been domestically, he we been found modern. Uh Personally, in my opinion, in Gerard's first season, the antics at Celtic Park, towards the end of the season, uh, I believe cost us the league when we were going for the eight in a row, uh, and I would have got rid of him then I wouldn't even give him the opportunity for last season uh, At Christmas time Whatever's happened in Dubai I know there's speculation on that But when he came back He has not kicked a ball for Rangers
4: Robert, uh, Robert I totally I to- Sorry to interrupt I totally disagree with that uh, It was fine wanting You were talking about a Rangers team Between them could hardly score a goal This guy was pitching in 30 goals Oh, so, he's talking about from Christmas onwards. Yeah, though, but, when but he didn't he's score. talking before that as well. And, and no, he said. For the th- turn of the year, Dubai. Right. This is a this is a guy. All of a sudden, oh, let's let's just move him on. And and they're talking about the fact of a uh, body lying median. Whether he's happy there or not, I don't know. The one thing I know for a fact is, if I was a manager and I had someone that could score goals and he and he wanted to stay, right? I don't know the question if he does or doesn't. Then I would sit, especially this season. I think he can score as many goals as what's in the Rangers team now anyway. So I don't think he's really been Mm. found wanting. I know that since the turn of the year he's not had the greatest of times, but he's still a goal scorer, Gordon. And they're very hard to come by, i.e. why somebody's prepared to pay £16 for you.
2: But are they still prepared to pay that? That's the the problem that Rangers have. I just think that if the choice is sell Kent or sell Morelos, then the, the answer is, okay. we'll sell Morelos. Right now Because they can't sell Kent The Rangers fans Would uh, Be outraged It's a very different
1: look market. what Alfredo Morelos Would leave behind If he was to go Because there was a time When it was him and Jermaine Defoe And he was the main man By a mile And you're thinking Well you know If he goes That would be A disaster But where we can at least Meet in the middle I think Gordon's saying He's still got loads to offer Robert's um, You know saying That he's he's been struggling He is not as influential as he was Obviously Because he he set the bar so high And Jermaine Defoe's still there But he's been joined by Kamar Roof and Cedric Eaton
3: So it is a different picture now That's not to say you would Be happy to let him go but No, well You're never happy to let somebody Who scores 30 goals In in consistent seasons for you Go But For me My opinion I think it is now time For him to move on I think Steven Gerrard Is prepared for that When you've got Eaton Roof And Jermaine Defoe To come back from fitness I think you're covered uh, In the upfront front uh, In a uh, department And I think Those three Well two of them Especially Roof and Defoe Are goal scorers That could replace Morelos' 30 goals
1: Robert and Claire, Thank you very much Hopefully we'll speak to you soon Robert It's 0141 951 1025 We're going to start hearing From today's managers And Robbie has some thoughts On tonight's Celtic team We'll bring you then next
0: The games are over The talking begins 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line
1: Rangers 2, Kilmarnock 0, Motherwell 0, Hamilton 1 And St Mirren 1, Ross County 1 Those were the scores from the 3 o'clock games now We do have a big one at Tannadice in 6 minutes time as done the United Welcome Celtic uh, A few changes to that Celtic lineup. Let's quickly get a recap of the team In case you've not heard it with Andrew Because that's what Robbie and Falkirk wants to discuss Andrew
12: Yeah, we're just waiting for the teams to come out here at Tannadice. A few minutes until kick-off The big team news For Dundee United once again Lauren Shanklin misses out for them he was so pivotal in getting them to the Premiership but he's made just one appearance this season and that was on the opening day they've made three changes as well from that win against Ross County last time out Freeman, spoiler and Apery drop out in come Nielsen, Robson and Clark a 4-5-1 for them today Benjamin Seagree starts in goal a back four of Lewis Nielsen, Mark Reynolds, Mark Connolly and Jamie Robson the midfield five Joe Chalmers, Peter Pollitt Callum Butcher, Ian Hawks, and Luke Bolton. The substitutes for them. Oh sorry, Nicky Clark is the load striker as well. The substitutes Dennis, spoiler Powers, McMullen, Smith, King, Glass, Freeman, and Apery. As for Celtic, two changes from that 6-0 win over Reykjavik. Outgo El Hamid and Forrest. They both drop to the bench. In come Frimpong. And Cham, and that means that Christopher Ayer continues on the Celtic bench as well. A 4 2 3 1 for them. Vasilis Barkas in goal, a back four of Jeremy Frimpong near Beaton, Christopher Julian, and Greg Taylor. The two holding midfielders, Callum McGregor and Scott Brown, with Ryan Christie, Olivier Cham, and Mohamed El Yunusi in behind Odson Edward. The substitutes, Bain, Ayeti, Klamala, Soro, Ayer, El Hamid, Forrest, Harper, and McEnroy, the referee, a few minutes away from kickoff. Is Andrew Dallas here at Tanadice Okay
1: Robbie and Falkirk As a Celtic fan What do you make of that team tonight?
16: I think it's a very good team uh, Neil Lennon's got a lot of good players there For example there's El Hamid Who people were raving about mm-hmm. uh, During midweek And he's sitting on the bench I'm very very glad that Near Beaton um, Has retained his place For the last game Just before the lockdown I fought in the three-five-two When he was playing alongside um Ayer and uh Julian. I thought he was the best centre back in the handful of games before the lockdown. I just like the way he's calm and composed. It doesn't go airtight on defenders usually. He stands off a wee bit, he goes in cute. It doesn't give away too many daft fouls like what Ayer can do now and again, like you know what I mean? Um I really like, I'm really happy that James Forrest has been dropped to the bench now I understand there's a couple of guys on the show, especially Gordon DL, who whenever James Forrest's name comes up, he's defending him with a hilt. To put things into perspective, I'm not a James Forrest hater. I understand he's he's got a long-term deal. He's been a consistent player. But I just think in that position, he's one of the guys who gets his game every week, week in, week out, too often. Now, as I say, I'm not a hater. I don't think he should go or anything you know, daft like that But it needs more competition in that place It looks like as if he's been dropped to the bench And Ryan Christie's been brought over to the right That's definitely what it looks like But I think that Gordon would agree with me That James Forrest needs competition in that place Whether it's bring, bringing Frimpong, Frimpong forward one And putting El Hamid right back So he's got direct competition for the place But apart from bringing Frimpong and up one To challenge James Forrest, or maybe even young Dembele. I mean, he's only 17 and plays in that position. So, I'm really over the moon that James Forrest has been put put to the bench, and that's that's my point. But as I say, when I say that, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I just like I think he's guaranteed his place. Too often and he needs a wee bit more competition And I'm just glad he's been put on the bench For this game
4: Yeah a lot of stuff you say there I do agree with Robbie I I don't care who you are as a player I think it's always good to have competition Um, Do I deny the fact that You know James Forrest I think is a very very good player Of course he is I think he's a terrific player I really do I think he's given so much to Celtic And he's still so much to give But you're right I think sometimes um, whether you're going through a little bad spell it's just nice for a manager to say look just take a couple of weeks sit on the bench uh, you're a big part of what we're doing He always has been I think Neil Lennon um, you know really rates and likes uh, Forrest he's brought him through as a young kid into the Celtic first team um, but you're right Robbie competition is good for players and um, James Forrest will be sitting there thinking right next time I get out there i am going to make sure that I keep this jersey, he's got options, Pong probably can go one up, wouldn't be surprising if he did bring in another sort of right-sided player as well.
1: Yeah Mark, because looking back on the last couple of years and James Forrest has been excellent, did the upturn in his, not even sure you could call it an upturn, but he really kicked on to a next level at one point and Patrick Roberts was there and Patrick Roberts couldn't get in and James Forrest was so good and... uh, I'm not saying he's been bad this season, but I wonder if Robbie's on to something where there's no real, there is no real threat no. to James Forrest's position. No,
3: you look at our Celtic squad, no real direct competition at the minute. Uh, you're totally right what you say, Gordon. When when Roberts came in, James Forrest game did go to a, a different level, scored some important goals. Um, big fan of James Forrest, but. And with Robbie In terms of, I don't think he's had The best start to the season I think he's been quiet I think there's been Other performers That have stood Head and shoulders above him And Neil's obviously seen that And thought Look we <laughs> You need to be on top of your game To get in this Celtic side There's that much quality On the bench And especially The attacking side of it, That If you're not on top yeah. of your game You sit on the bench No matter who you are And Forrest has found himself
2: In that position This afternoon I think Neil Lennon Has a juggling act to perform Because He's got uh, today's match, which will be a close one for Celtic, he's got Ferencvaros Varos. Uh, you know, it's a genuine calamity if Celtic go out to Ferencvaros because it costs you somewhere in the region of 25 to 30 million pounds. So Newland's got a juggling act to do. Forrest could come back against Ferencvaros I always smile though when supporters say, I'm over the moon, he's not playing. <laughs> If a if a member of the media Had said that About someone who's been in all Of the teams In this nine-in-a-row run Every season of the nine He's been mm. there James Forrest He's won an unbelievable amount Of trophies for Celtic If a member of the media Had said I'm over the moon He's not playing I shudder to think Did you say you were Over the moon, Robbie? Absolutely Because he's, happy? Garan- he's,
16: he's, he's, he's guaranteed He's place too often Even when, when they games He has two or three quiet games uh, I just think He's one of the players that, um, when I mean over the moon I, I don't mean that he's absolutely uh, yeah, The worst player in the world I'm just putting things into perspective It's just long overdue I'll, 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 I'll maybe rephrase that as long overdue That James Forrest was dropped to just, uh,
1: just kicking off actually Robbie How confident are you of getting the result tonight?
16: Um, well Uncham is Sitting a wee bit further forward He'll be sitting behind Edward And the, the three just behind uh, well, obviously behind that one, mm-hmm. but I actually prefer him uh, in the three-five-two when it's uh, Scott Brown sitting and McGregor and Hammer pushing forward a wee bit. I prefer him. See, a lot of people are a wee bit kind of they like him as an advanced midfielder. I prefer him as an out and out midfielder alongside Callum McGregor in the three-five-two, and just one on the box. And uh, for Hugh, I've not spoke to you about the boxing for a wee while, Hugh, I, I used to call in back and forward about it Dillian White Against Alexander Pavetkin Tonight I hope you're going to be watching it It's 20 quid And if you can't afford that You mind Then get yourself a live stream
1: <laughs> That means that he, He's looking as if to say mm, If one of the in-laws Buys it for me I'll go and watch it That's usually how he
2: operates With the boxing Yeah my son-in-law Normally buys it Yeah uh, I don't think I'll have a telly When I go back The, 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 the mini The mini Michelangelo Is in there Doing
4: Watching your phone
2: Right <laughs> <laughs> I will hope you enjoy it anyway, Robbie in
1: Falkirk. We've got an opening corner at Tannadice. It comes for the home side. Julian um, putting the ball out, and as it comes in, it's a, a a win for Dundee United at the back. But the header goes over the bar, and I'm glad he's headed it because I, I've just I had googled this guy, mm. um, and also a couple of the members of the Super Scoreboard team had got in touch at the same time. It's almost like um, it was worth discussing. Hugh Lewis Nielsen, who just headed that ball over the bar,
10: uh-huh.
1: born. May 2003 Boy, me. The same month That Scott Brown Made his debut Incredible And that's the That's the level of trust That Mickey Mellon And Dundee United Are placing In some of these young players Up there
2: Well you know I think Mickey Mellon's Come in Hit the ground running uh, I, I admire Dundee United For appointing him When he hadn't had A previous job in Scotland uh, Some people might have thought Oh well you know What does he know About Scottish football Etc cetera, etc cetera, In spite of the fact That he's Scottish Um, So I also admire any manager who's not afraid to entrust responsibility to teenagers uh, So good luck to him Uh, Dundee United have started in a positive way But the ground rules are very simple for Celtic Rangers are nine points clear as things stand Celtic have already had their blip at Clamarnock And it doesn't matter whether it's Tannadice or Celtic Park If they're playing Dundee United he simply cannot afford to drop any more points Two and a half minutes gone Dundee United nil
1: Celtic nil We'll keep you up to speed on anything that happens In the next 25 minutes or so Would anyone like to hear what Steven Gerrard had to say yes. About Alfredo Morelos? On we go Let's find out
6: I'm very pleased with the clean sheets. I was told the record was 90 years, but if it's an all-time record, then fantastic. Yeah, I think the players deserve a lot of credit for that. They've worked ever so hard and they've committed to it on the training pitch from pre-season and over the course of the couple of years we've been here. We're defending really well. We're doing the the dirty work and the ugly bits really well. We've got balance behind the ball. I know people say we had too much balance behind the ball at Livingston and maybe we need to be more risky. I I, I certainly respect them opinions, but no, listen, the players have applied themselves ever so well on the training pitch and they're getting the rewards for it. We ask the players at time to play with more intent and more purpose. We said to them, look, we've played 345 minutes now and we haven't really played at our maximum level. So we'll take the handbrake off and really commit to it and move the ball a lot quicker. And we tweaked it slightly with the formation. We moved Brandon out wide a little bit to the right and moved Cedric a little bit more central. And uh, We end up getting our rewards for it. Um, so yeah, we, we did play a lot better with more purpose in the second half. That was Stephen
1: Gerrard on the game, obviously. I'll give you his thoughts on Morelos in just a second. Sounds like a fair assessment.
2: I yeah, like his, yeah. like his phraseology." Take the handbrake
3: off Yeah Uh, That's exactly what they did to you Because he's right 3.45 minutes I think you highlighted it 3.45 minutes They played without Really creating Yeah really anything substantial But certainly second half Lifted the tempo uh, Played with more confidence Created more Scored a couple of good goals And he's right What he says about the clean sheets I think that's especially pleasing For a manager uh, And people say Well Aberdeen had no strikers Or you know Kilmarnock sat in But like sometimes you defend from your your players for, further forward to win the ball back. That's the way Rangers have been playing, and he'll be exceptionally proud of what you know his team's done, uh, breaking that record over this what, first five, six, eight, four, five games.
4: Yeah, I think it's been a good day for him. Uh, as I said, I wasn't getting too carried away. Nil, nil, and with Rangers fans in the stadium be frustrated. I think if you're watching at home, you want the goals to gain, obviously, but clean sheet. A couple the goals. Roof gets off the mark. Um, I just think it's been a good day. Three points.
1: Uh, here's what we he had to say on Alfredo Morelos.
6: I wanted to be difficult in every position. You know, going back to the goalkeeper question, I want two good players in in every position, fighting for the for the place.
1: Oh, don't know what just happened there. I think that seemed to have cut off a bit early, didn't it? Let's try and play that one again.
6: I want it to be difficult in every position Going back to the goalkeeper question I want two good players in, in every position Fighting for the, for the places But um, if I see people that are not focused Or they take their eye off the ball and, and they're not really, really hungry To get this football club results I have to make the easy decisions And Alfredo made it easy for me this week
2: Alfredo made it easy for me this week Yeah, uh, there's no other way of interpreting this uh, Alfredo Morelos has become a bit of a problem In the dressing room, clearly I want people who are focused Um, And therefore he is saying Alfredo Morelos at the moment is not focused And made it easy for the manager to drop him altogether Uh, Not even on the bench Now he has become a problem The transfer business has become a saga And Rangers would be better off Sorting this out quickly Because when you have something like that Going on in the dressing room It festers And in the case of Morelos It will not go away Unless he goes away right, Let's bring in Andy and Finiston What do you make of that Andy? Listening to the manager
1: there
17: I was uh, I, I was just listening to the boys boys well. I was going to cause One of uh, my points was going to be about Kent You know I was still My behind said might have been turned With Morelos He has been turned with the transfer He's obviously hasn't he But I but Ellis, I know, I just, I just wish he would just knuckle down now and just, you know, he needs to, i have said it for months and months now, either go or just say, right, that's it, I, I know what I can do, and want, I want him to stay, I really do want him to stay, but his, his attitude still, I don't know, I, can, I remember listening to Stephen there, I was saying that, that uh, they had a bit of a kind of language problem, so you're going, well, does the boy understand what, what playing for Rangers is all about really, you know what I mean? It's just, I really want him to stay But if he's No even in the team Or in the squad There's definitely some No right no
1: there Yeah what do you make Of those comments Gordon and Mark He made it easy for me This week mm, quite, it's, quite, it's
4: quite cutting isn't it Yeah I'm I'm with Andy in this one See if you had Morellis And he was prepared To fight for a jersey Knuckle down Be a team player Get himself in front of goals He'll score goals Of that there's no doubt But when you get The manager coming out After five games Saying, like he wants players that are hungry, uh, have desire to play. They made the decision easy for him. Then, like Hugh says, it's a problem at this season that you certainly don't need. And I think they've got to cut the ties now and get him out the door.
3: Yeah, like I have to agree. I, I think us in this show and other media have taken plenty of stick from what we've said about Mireille has being a problem with his discipline. And... Does he really enjoy playing for Rangers because the way he goes about? Uh, but I think when you hear the manager now coming out and being so transparent and saying, you know, he has to make the decision. once people are hungry for the team, it tells a story that is a problem. And I don't know how you find a way back from that. Especially, it's maybe easier to find a way back when the team's relying on you heavily. But when you've got Defoe to come back and you've got E10 and you've got Roof then maybe the team's not relying on you that much and it is time to, to let Morelos go. Mm. But again, it's back to who's going to bid for a player who teams know that he's not hungry to play for Rangers. Does that drive that sixteen reported £16 million pound down? Did people then state that take a gamble and offer less than that? I mean, players you know? have
1: dug their heels in and, and tried to sort of force moves before. You know, Musa Dembele and yeah. Brendan Rodgers. You know, yeah. That didn't stop Celtic getting... Getting good money from, And before anyone Gets all excited I'm not saying they'll get the same money I'm talking about in relative terms um, Andy Was Ryan Kent a good example then Of how you can Ignore it And get on with your business Like he did today
17: I was. I was actually Trying to phone last night Just to see that kind of, I said I hope this Transfer fee doesn't You know Get into his head Like it's done with Manelis Obviously No I didn't see the game Just listening to the radio, But to me The way they The performance Or the puns were talking, he was definitely The man in the match and uh, he he showed that I think he wants to stay Rangers, you know what I mean? Which I'm really delighted about uh, So I'm quite happy with that Aye, but, uh, Apart from that, you know, I mean It's just the Rangers' first half I wasn't too worried at half-time But I just wish we could maybe Play like we did, you know, in the second half like Maybe for 75 minutes, you know Just get up I know teams are going to make it hard for us, But I would still like to see us Getting a wee bit better, you know for More of the game rather than just Maybe a one half because we're going to come on against a lot better teams and we'll, we'll play so far.
4: Yeah, you can't. The, the The problem is with supporters is you've got to realize you can't dominate the game for ninety minutes. You can't. Uh, I don't think able, it's just supporters. No, and
1: Stephen Gerrard would probably like that. as yeah, well, but but
4: you're not. It's, in a perfect world that sounds brilliant, but it's not going to happen because you've got to give credit to the opposition as well. they the, the, the Commanders come with a game plan, worked very well in the first half. But the the good thing about it is Rangers found a way in the second half To to expose that um, game plan and get the three points Get a clean sheet So as much as everybody, if you're a Rangers fan or whatever it is You want your team to score lots of goals There are other ways of winning games Mm. And I thought Rangers found that way today I thought they were comfortable, two good goals It's a good day's work
1: Uh, Ryan Christie is lining up a free kick For Celtic Very similar uh, position really To the one he scored against Comarnock And I wonder if it's going to be a similar type of strike Where he just tries to dip it in front of the goalkeeper He just hits it straight into the wall this time Doesn't get as far as the goalie And uh, allows Dundee United to come on the break And they've got a couple of men coming forward Celtic do have numbers back Uh, It's a good tackle by Christopher Julian And with 11 minutes gone It's Dundee United nil Celtic Nil. We're going to hear from more of today's managers, more updates from Tannadice, and more of your calls next.
0: After they play, you have your say. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line.
1: Still done. The United Nil, Celtic Nil. Fourteen on the clock. Odson Edward has just hit the post with a volley, though. Phil sat up nicely for him. Uh, Mark Connolly probably did enough to put him off. And the ball flew off the outside of the post Let's hear a bit more from Steven Gerrard On
6: Alfredo Morelos For me it was pretty simple uh, And it's simple every week You pick the players that look hungry The players that work hard every single day The players that look ready and focused For the, the challenge that's coming up That's what I did today you know, at a club like Rangers When you've got good players Speculation's normal It's not ideal But we have to accept it and, and get on with it But the most important thing And the vital thing Is that the players Stay hungry and stay focused And keep their eye on the ball Otherwise I have to play players That you know are with us uh, That want to do the job And that are hungry To wear the shirt So that's what I'll do From game to game Simple as that
1: So can we assume That he's not with us Doesn't want to wear the jersey gel, And is not hungry To do the job
2: It's the only interpretation That you can bring To what uh, Stephen Gerrard has said Therefore for me Morelos has become an in-house problem He has a very fragile temperament As everyone knows uh, If he starts to become a bad influence In the dressing room You are obliged to take a good offer And get him out Because the bad influence only grows Okay, let's see what Brian thinks of it. who's on the line Hi Brian Hi,
18: thanks for letting me on uh, pleasure I hope we're, all, hope we're all keeping safe All good Hugh, I couldn't agree uh, I, sorry, I couldn't disagree with you more. There, uh, I, I don't think it will be allowed to come to that. I mean, uh, Morelis is is a a player at the club. I thought Steven Gerrard played an absolute blinder today. He really did. He's basically told Alfredo. And by the way, see the modern player. The modern player still thinks that they have that uh, that they can force. Can force a move Right Maybe at points That they can't You know They can do that But uh, I, I think Stephen played a, an absolute Blinder today Well Yeah uh, uh, I think he's I, think he's, 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 I actually told I, I don't know if it was Andy That answered the phone Yeah I, uh, I, I basically said That when Alfredo first came To the club uh, He made no secret That uh, He felt That he wanted to play At a higher level Than the Scottish game uh, I don't think he'll play
2: for a bigger club than Rangers. Uh, well, anyway, the, bl- the blinder that Stephen Gerrard has played today is by telling the truth. Yeah, I don't think he wanted to no. drop Alfredo Morelos. No, he, he didn't attempt to say, oh, he's got a, str- a slight strain, that's why we left him out. He told the truth that Alfredo Morelos did not show the correct attitude of mind to be chosen or even to be placed on the bench. Therefore, Alfredo Morelos is starting to become a problem When you have a, and de, Mark Wilson and Gordon Dale Will know better than me But when you have a problem like that Inside the dressing room You had better fix it quickly Because it only gets worse And therefore He's telling you that Alfredo Morelos At the moment he wouldn't pick him for Rangers That's not a good thing That's something that Rangers have to sort out And Can I, can I come back in Gordon? Of course you can Right.
18: Okay. That, that, this is one game today. It doesn't mean that uh, Alfredo won't be available for Hamilton. Uh, as I said, his head's been turned. He wants to play in a bigger league. As I said, he, he won't necessarily play for a bigger club, Rangers. That's my opinion. I don't think you're listening. I don't
2: think you're listening properly.
18: Finish, please. If you must. Yeah, he's he's good. Uh, he's, he's part of the squad. Uh, the two players were brought in. Uh, there's no doubt that that gives us more options uh, I thought the two of them played reasonably well today They're still trying to find their feet uh, the, the more games that they get They will be certainly valuable players for the club No, no doubt about it I, I don't believe that Alfredo will be a problem I, I think if somebody comes in with the right offer in this window that, Then he will go If they don't, then he'll just eat to knuckle down I, I, the, Steven Gerrard is no fool Uh, And I think he's dealt
2: today very, very well I'll have to repeat it for you What he's dealt with well is telling the truth And uh, when he said Alfredo made it easy for me He means I couldn't possibly put him into the team Or even on the bench the way he's been behaving Therefore, you've got a problem on your hands Thank you to Brian
1: in Lark Hall Jim is a Motherwell fan from Coatbridge We're going to hear from him in just a second But it makes sense to tell
9: you what Stephen Robinson made of the game first Ultimately all the stats in the world don't don't mean anything with well, nearly seventy percent possession. That's that's ranger Celtic material. The amount of balls that went into the box. I'm not sure how many times David's got to put the ball in across six yard boxes and ultimately the difference between the two teams are somebody had desire to go and score a goal. We didn't show the desire to defend it in our box and we didn't show the desire to finish the game off, which you know, we should have done, you all seen that. But you know, we can not keep saying we've got bad luck or it's not rolling for us. You make your own luck by you know, being brave. And we weren't brave enough to, to go and finish the game off. That's ultimately the story. I made three changes that you know were positive changes and because <laughs> we weren't getting a lot from the boys that were on, you know, we thought we might shake it up. We didn't get that impact in any shape or form from Edeland or Tony, who or at least run about. So I have to take the blame for that. I take ultimate responsibility for the subs and the team I pick. On paper, we, we look like a real threat up front. Um but paper doesn't win you football matches. Jim, what did you make of
1: it today?
10: Uh not very good. Uh, <laughs> Hamilton came and sat in. Uh, it's and David David's right and uh, uh sorry, uh, manager's right. The fact that the teams now, the way Motherwell are playing, come and sit in. Mar- Hamilton played for the last ten, fifteen minutes and scored the goal. I mean we t- Rangers support are just on about come up. We have exactly the same problem at Motherwell now, apart from they've not been able to finish games they're r- lacking that final touch.
4: The, th- the thing that worries me, Gordon, is you hear managers And even the mother manager talking there It wasn't a case of he was saying, we were unlucky today You know, I he was dismissing the stats right away Which I think is a good thing to do But he used the word desire You know, you're at home, you've not picked up a result You've not won, won a game You're against Hamilton, it's a derby And you're questioning your player's desire five games in that would be worrying.
1: What do you think, Jim? Because
10: I... The finishing, the finishing. We've brought some new players in up front and they just, they're just they not good enough for, for, our, for the Scottish League even. Uh, plus the two wingers uh are fast. But the finishing, the last ball, the final ball, is not what's needed. Every ball's got to be played across the six-yard box. They don't look at feeding the ball back for somebody running into a shot.
1: I mean, Mark, let's be clear though Motherwell maybe had all the possession But it's not just like it was just that fight You know, a lack of finishing They didn't create a great deal today Ryan yeah. Fulton pulled off some decent saves But most of them were from Semi-long distance shots So there was a header from David Turnbull This is not like Motherwell were Trying to break down the door And just couldn't get through It was poor I don't think there's any yeah. other way of
3: And, you know, is isn't a one-off Because I remember a couple of weeks ago We are in the studio Watching them against Dundee United at home as well And it's It was pretty much the same performance Where they had a lot of possession But United dealt with it comfortably And it was the same for Hamilton today It is a problem Particularly when you look at You you would think the Motherwell squad looks a bit stronger Than it did last season With Turnbull back Yeah great But It just isn't working And it's a big week for Stephen Robinson He has to get it right The last thing they want is crashing out of Europe so early on To go with this bad form So a big week for him And it sounds like might suggest that Tony Watt might just start that game midweek. Yeah. Uh, Jim,
1: there was one standout though, and it was David Turnbull. Every single time I looked at the screen, he was on the ball. He had a, it was almost like a personal battle with the Hamilton Aki's goalkeeper. What did you make of him?
10: Yeah, David Turnbull, fantastic player. Uh, my, only, my only worry about Motherwell is the undervalue. If Rangers think Ryan Kent's worth 10 million, uh, David Turnbull at least is worth that. He's every weekend, weekend, turns out. I would reckon if he sends, you sell him to Celtic no. and keep him local, but sell him south. Don't give in to the, the Celtic 3 million. I mean, I mean to, to be fair, I mean, just think Ryan Kent's worth 10 million and he's playing in a team that gives him more opportunity. Where David's bringing the ball, creating space, a different class.
1: Motherwell are not getting 10 million pounds for a player, Hugh. I think we no. can just knock that on the head right now.
2: No. Um, we have to keep it real. And uh, Celtic will come in, I would imagine, with the kind of money that they offered uh, prior to David's injury problems surfacing. Um, on a more general front, uh, Motherwell have become a mystery. And when the manager speaks about players not being brave enough, uh, then there is a problem there. So the Glen-Toran match is very, very important. Perception is everything. If motherwell went out to Glen it would only add... To the problems Which currently Envelop the club 24 minutes gone at Tannadice
1: Hugh It's goalless Celtic are on top As you would expect But not really Doing
2: a great deal In front of of goal No On top without getting it All their own way I think this one is going to be A very arduous one for Celtic Uh, You know 24 minutes in but I think they're in for a long evening at Tandies Well we'll look back
1: on it on Monday evening We'll look back on this game We'll look back on Rangers victory We'll look at the current situation With Alfredo Morelos And more So make sure you join us at 6 o'clock on Monday In the meantime What a way to get your weekend properly going Mr George Bowie is up next with the GBX Hugh Evans will have it on in the car on the way home And you should join him We'll see you on Monday